0: You're listening to Cloud9, where Bahaiteachings.org interviews artists from around the globe to learn about what inspires, uplifts, and motivates them to make a positive contribution to the world. My name is Shadi Talui-Wallace. Dorothy khadam is an internationally renowned pianist. She's received numerous awards, fellowships and scholarships, and has been invited to perform at prestigious festivals and concert halls across Europe, Asia and North America. A fourth generation musician from Vienna, Austria, Dorothy received her first piano lesson at the young age of three. And by the age of six, she was admitted to the University of Music and Performing Arts Vienna. Growing up, she was constantly surrounded by music. Her father, Bijan Khadam and older siblings, Vahid and Martha, are also highly accomplished, classically trained, professional violinists. In this episode of Cloud9, Dorothy and I explore how Baha'u'llah's teachings on the pursuit for excellence have motivated her passion and profession. We discuss aspects of consultation and collaboration that are integral to her work and how she strives to use music as a ladder for the soul in order to connect and inspire her audiences. Dorothy, a warm welcome to you from Us at Baha'i Teachings and Cloud9. (laughs) Hi, thank you for having me. Now, many would see your credentials and consider you as a prodigy, but you've attributed much of your professional success to your hard work ethic and pursuit for excellence. I feel that the following words by Baha'u'llah perfectly embody the characteristics and mindset we must possess in our path towards excellence. Baha'u'llah shares, "'Let each morn be better than its eve and each morrow richer than its yesterday. Man's merit lieth in service and virtue and not in the pageantry of wealth and riches. Guard against idleness and sloth and cling unto that which profiteth mankind.'" whether young or old, whether high or low. Now through these words, we're encouraged to not sit idle, but instead learn through action and reflection. Bahá'u'lláh also assured us that there is merit in aligning our actions with those that benefit humanity. As a classically trained artist and professional musician, I'd be curious to learn about what your journey towards excellence has looked like and how you've been inspired to serve humanity by pursuing a career in music. I've been lucky
1: to be born into a musical environment. So music has always been part of my life. The musical training that I received as a child was based on many things. Of course, the environment that surrounded me, the possibilities to experience the love for music from the very beginning, and the chance to visit concerts and experience high-quality performances. Uh, This created a special joy in me and I really felt the need to also express myself through music. Um, I've been raised with the consciousness that music is a means to serve humanity in, in creating joy and connecting hearts needing no translations and knowing no borders. So music in itself is something very pure and should not be misused for self-promotion. Being able to perform in such a way that it is honest and authentic and especially true to the composer's intentions, I feel it is important to be detached from outward opinions. It is also necessary to put in a lot of effort and hard work in learning an instrument in such a high quality that it is possible to realize the composer's wishes and uh, to bring the music to life. As a musician and generally as a human being, we are in a state of continuous development. One can never aim to have learned everything, but it is a constant journey in which I have to be open-minded, curious, and in an ongoing mode of learning. And I feel that it is the same for me as a Baha'i, where in a community, but also as an individual, I'm in a learning mode. Baha'u'llah's quote um, is a source of inspiration, saying, let each morn be better than its eve. And with this in mind, I strive to be a better version of myself every day. Hmm.
0: I love how you just articulated how music has influenced your identity as a Baha'i and as a musician and, and how it's influenced your pursuit for excellence. Now, I'd love to take a step back and discuss the role of spirituality in classical music, as some of our listeners may not be so familiar with it. So many of the pieces you play were written by composers hundreds of years ago. What role did spirituality play in their compositions back then, and how do you as a Baha'i translate their intentions and motivations into your own performances today?
1: Well, Austria, the country in which I live, and its capital, Vienna, has been the center of music for centuries. Music is like a language, but without words. It transports and increases feelings, emotions, and uh, uplifts the soul. Abdu'l-Baha even refers that music is also nourishment for the soul. Today's classical music is based on hundreds of years of cultural development. The period of the 17th, 18th, 19th century in Europe, where Baroque uh, classical and romantic music were developed, had its roots always connected to the relationship with faith. Many of the great composers, such as uh, Johann Sebastian Bach, jo- uh, Josef Haydn, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, or Ludwig van Beethoven, have drawn their inspiration from their deeply rooted beliefs. So when you take a look, for example, at Joseph Haydn's scores of music, uh, where you can read his original handwriting, it's, it's, it's very impressive to see that he writes before he starts the composition. Uh, in Latin, he writes, In nomine Dio, which translates to in the name of God. And at the end, he writes, Laus Deus, meaning thanks to God. As a performer, I have grown up with the consciousness that there lies a responsibility in developing the talents, but also in gaining knowledge about the time, circumstances and life of the composer. Because only then will it be possible to better understand the intentions behind the compositions and to transport its content through my own interpretation. This, of course, means that studying a piece of music takes a lot of effort and time. At the the same time, it is necessary to cultivate the technical abilities to play the instrument. In my case, of course, the piano. And this also needs daily practice and discipline. And actually it can be compared to the training of of a top athlete. I feel that in each of the compositions, the composers really have something to say. So it's my duty to communicate these emotions and sometimes even tell stories uh, to the audience and give meaning to each note, because each note, together with the next note and the others, they form the masterpiece as a whole. And for me, this brings me to an inspiring teaching from the Baha'i Faith that I can relate to with this example, because I think each human being is, of course, unique and special in its own way, like each note is in a composition. But only when we come together and work in unity, the music can resound in its whole dimension and diversity. The rhythm on which every music is based is the unifying element. Because in music, the rhythm, like the heartbeat, is the essence on which musicians of an orchestra, for example, base their collaboration and form a common chord. And I feel The rhythm of today is Baha'u'llah's message of unity of mankind in all its diversity. As he states in the quote, the earth is but one country and mankind its citizens.
0: That's a beautiful analogy. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, For our listeners, I'll just try and summarize what you just shared. Uh, You compared the talents and diversity of humanity to the notes of a composition and how unity is created through rhythm when we move together in unison. You also just shared how you believe the rhythm of today is brought through the unifying message of Baha'u'llah, which I so humbly agree with. I feel that this is perfectly exemplified through another quotation by Baha'u'llah, where he states in his most holy book, "'We verily have made music as a ladder for your souls, a means whereby they may be lifted up unto the realm on high.' Could you share how this quote has inspired and influenced your love of music and your career as a pianist?
1: I think this quote shows what power lies within music. And it's a great source of inspiration for me. Because my aim as a musician is to touch people's hearts through music and to create this connection to their inner self as well as to a state in which everything else can be forgotten. and where there is a possibility of gaining a glimpse of the realm on high so the power of music to uplift the soul is is unbelievable for me it's it's uh, it's very touching and as an artist as as a performer the main goal for me is to be united with the composition and with the will of the composer and this becomes the bridge to the audience where I can communicate with them and really be authentic and um, touch their hearts with, with the music, bringing the notes to life, of course inspired by my own faith, inspired also by the faith of the composer. Many composers also mentioned that They are aware that something flows through them, that there's something higher that they acknowledge.
0: You've spoken about your faith and how the faith of the composers influences your performances. Could you paint a picture of what your performances look like and how you respond to the energy of your audience members?
1: Performing in concert is an amazing feeling. It is a moment that is unique, a moment that I share with the audience, but. It is a moment that is created not only by me, not only by the music, but by the audience as well, by their attention, by the energy that flows through the whole. The moment in a concert is unique for us all, for the performer, for me on stage, as well as the people in the audience. And the energy that comes from me uh, somehow connects with the energy that comes from the audience and there are many different aspects that are important in a in a classical concert there are things that are not in your hand the instrument as a pianist i i never i'm not able to take my own instrument with me i have to uh, adjust every time to a new instrument a new partner on stage and as well as the the acoustics in a in a hall which are always different but that's the exciting part so for me as a performing artist, it is it is an amazing experience to be able to share unique moments all around the world with people of different backgrounds, different religions, but share this unifying moment that is a fleeting moment. It is there only for that one moment, but it is unique, it is honest, and it is pure in emotion.
0: mentioned in a previous conversation um, that working with other musicians in a classical environment is very unique as it involves a lot of consultation, collaboration, in some cases leadership. But essentially you're all accompanying one another to play in unity and to create these beautiful beautiful sounds. This is very similar to the Baha'i's work around the world in the field of service and community building activities. Could you share a little bit more about or elaborate more on this kind of concept and these parallels and how they look in the reality of of your work as a classical musician?
1: Well, I perform as a soloist, but also together with fellow musicians. Uh, Together, we form different ensembles, one of which is my piano trio with a violinist and cellist. Both are members of the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. This form of music of course is called chamber music and you could really regard chamber music as the highest art in performing music because you have to connect uh, together, you have to come together and uh, um, consult and work on a piece together, find uh, an interpretation together. But the connection is made through the aim of performing the composition and through the rehearsals finally we have to breathe together in order to achieve the necessary unity so of course consultation and in the end unity uh, are important qualities that are necessary in working together and in a small group of course or in any group I think everyone has to contribute so um, in that sense I think it's also able to to be compared to society. We are all responsible to contribute to an ever advancing civilization, to play our role, to be a part of this culture that is developing and to a society that hopefully will be a, a society where everyone has his and her own place.
0: You shared this uh, concept of of sharing one breath, which really resonated with me when I was reflecting on our work as volunteers in the working communities and community development and community building, because you really want to accompany one another using each other's talents and recognizing each other's abilities and capacities to contribute to society and the progress of, of humanity. Um, but the spirit of accompaniment is so important and, and bringing out the best in one another when it comes to community building and when it comes to creating music.
1: And I think everyone has a different contribution to, to make. Not all uh, are, are the same, it's diverse. Sometimes uh, one bass line is, is just the bass line, sometimes someone has a melody and it can vary, but everyone is as important So each part is very important. Mm -hmm. Like
0: everyone has a valuable contribution to make with their their talents and unique unique capacities.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Regardless of the of the amount or the 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 objective or yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to your early your early life. You were born into a classically trained family, professional musicians, and this would imply that you had a very unique and formative introduction to music. In the Baha'i Faith, children are encouraged to learn music at an early age, and in fact, the eldest son of Baha'u'llah, whose name is Abdu'l-Baha, said that it is incumbent upon each child to know something of music, for without knowledge of this art, the melodies of instrument and voice cannot be rightly enjoyed. Likewise, it is necessary that the schools teach it in order that the souls and hearts of the pupils may become vivified and exhilarated, and their lives be brightened with enjoyment." Could you describe your musical experience as a child and how you believe that your early introduction to music enriched your life and perception of the world? And also, how do you think that humanity as a whole could benefit from introducing children to music early on in their life?
1: I think you mentioned that I was born into a musical family. My father is a violinist and conductor, and my older siblings are both violinists. But I grew up with the love for music, first and foremost, through my mother's beautiful voice, with which she sang prayers for me as a baby. And of course, later on, I also felt this innermost connection with instrumental music. But I believe that the voice always remains the most natural instrument and therefore when we play any other instrument, especially on the piano, uh, I try to reach this expression of a singing voice. So, when I think of children, I think the most beautiful introduction that any child could have to music is uh, just the singing voice, especially of the mother, because any baby also can hear the parents' voices, especially the mother's voice first, already in the womb. So, in my childhood, really, I was lucky to, to have the possibilities of uh, trying an, an instrument and, and being accompanied in my musical development. And I was always surrounded by music, so my wish to also play an instrument evolved very naturally. I was given the opportunity to study with very good teachers and, looking back, I'm very grateful because it also depends on the loving guidance how a healthy development with love and, of course, also discipline can be achieved. Learning an instrument bears various aspects, some of which are very challenging, both physically as well as mentally. Researchers have shown that the process of learning an instrument can benefit any child. Regardless of becoming a musician in the end, Uh, first of all, it increases the understanding of music, but then it also brings forward qualities and skills that are necessary in different aspects of life, such as patience, discipline, endurance, uh, work towards excellence, and overcoming difficulties. Also, of course, another essential quality is uh, creativity, learning to express. Um, feelings, emotions. There are many more aspects.
0: I'm sure. Absolutely. The list the list goes on. Uh, we've spoken about educating children in music. Have you personally also had an opportunity to teach children? Yes.
1: It's also something that I uh, love doing because I think there is some kind of responsibility to always uh, lend a hand to the next generation, to give Uh, back what you have received and I've been lucky enough to have best teachers from early childhood onwards and uh, I believe that especially the beginning the early stages of learning an instrument are very very important because it's the groundwork that is being done and so I'm, I'm happy to be able to work with talented children as well and in this sense Music is an expression of human culture that also needs to be constantly developed. And in the Baha'i Writings, we read that we have been created to work towards an ever advancing civilization. And music is maybe one of the most spiritual vehicles on this journey. Generation after generation, we will have to work together continuously to carry forward this cultural process for which we need a spiritual foundation.
0: Beautiful. And reflecting on your own life, who have been some of your mentors and what were some of the most memorable experiences or takeaways that you you had from working with them?
1: I think it's difficult to break it down to just a few people. I think um, we are all the result of many, many encounters, especially for me as a musician. I feel it's not only restricted to musical encounters, but any uh, any encounter that has enriched me in different different paths of life. If I start with my childhood, of course, my parents, to whom I'm very, very grateful for their love and support, uh, my mother, who really nourished this love for music in me, my father, who was an example in how to be, of ser- be a servant to music, actually, like um, to, to, to serve music. And later on, my teachers, of course. But then people who really made a contribution to society in one way or another. And as an artist, this is what I strive for. And I hope that my music really reaches the hearts, touches the hearts of many people and also enables them to make a higher connection. Yeah,
0: and I have a more personal question. Like, what does your day look like while you're while you're performing? Do you do you practice all day leading up to the performance, or do you just relax until that moment comes? Or what is what does your day to day look like as a as a classical pianist?
1: Well, the day to day as a classical pianist consists of different parts, of course. One of which is the important work on the instrument, practicing daily, is like, uh, like an athlete that has to work out daily. Um, but then also there is uh, the training that not only has to take place at the piano itself, but it can take place outside where I have the music with me and also reflect on, on, on what I've practiced. Um, of course, some organizational work that also has to take place, and encounters that take place that always are enriching. Meeting people, um, getting to know people and their stories, and I very much enjoy also meeting my audiences after performances. And I'm happy to connect with them, to um, get their their emotions, feel feel how they experience the
0: concert, mm. and connect with them. Now I notice you've been traveling a lot, looking into the into the future, do you have any exciting projects that you're currently working on or have coming up that you'd like to share with us?
1: Well, after a period of many travels uh, with concerts in Asia and different parts of Europe, I'm actually looking forward to my next project coming up in Austria, and I will perform a series of concerts here. Uh, but especially uh, I'm looking forward to, the next, to, to next year, 2020, where I will focus on Beethoven. On the occasion of Beethoven's 250th birthday, I will also host my first musical festival. And it will take place in historic venues in and around Vienna. And this is really an exciting project, which I'm currently uh, very busy organizing.
0: That's so wonderful and exciting. Is there any way that our listeners can learn more about what you're up to in this upcoming festival? You can
1: follow updates and get a glimpse into my day-to-day life as an artist on my Instagram channel as well as Facebook. But for general influence upcoming concerts, you can just uh, have a look at my website. Um, I'm
0: also curious about the festival. Do you have other musicians also performing? Of course.
1: So (laughs) musical collaboration is the most beautiful form and I'm happy to be able to work together with outstanding musicians from all around the world. There will be different kinds of programs with uh, musicians that play different instruments that come from also different uh, uh, forms of art. So music and literature are combined. Also visual arts will be part of it. Um, So I'm very happy that I can also include diversity in in this sense into my festival.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're really excited. That's such a it's such an exciting project to be working on and to be leading. <laughs> and I, I first heard about your music during the bicentenary, the 200th anniversary of the birth of Baha'u'llah, which was celebrated in late 2017. Do you have anything that's coming up for the the auspicious uh, year of the 200th anniversary of the birth of the Bob, which is later, later this year?
1: That's so nice. I'm actually, I'm so happy to uh, be able to have been able to contribute to the Bicentenary of the birth of Baha'u'llah. It was so beautiful to see how the different contributions from all around the world were made and how the artistic contributions were so diverse and rich. Um, I enjoyed very much seeing glimpses from all around the world. And of course, we are eagerly awaiting this year's celebrations. Already we are celebrating this Bicentenary of the birth of Bab. Um, But we are also going to uh, have celebrations uh, as well in October.
0: Wonderful, you've got a few busy months and years ahead of you. Now, Dorothy, this brings us to the end of our episode of Cloud9. I want to thank you so much for opening up with us. And we're so honored that you took the time to meet with us and share your reflections and experiences. Thank you. (laughs) All the best. for listening to Cloud9. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to check out Bahaiteachings.org where you can find more Baha'i-inspired podcasts, videos, and articles.